0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another late-night edition of SSPN. You know, I, look, Ethan, I'm just going to start off with a, a Lakers win, regardless of the circumstances. In this season, you just got to enjoy it.
1: <laughs> you mean a Spurs win over the Lakers?
0: Yes, yes. But a win yeah. over the Lakers in general. I don't know if—maybe I misspoke. I thought I said that. Obviously yeah, you I said didn't. a
1: Lakers win, and I was like— Or a, a win dude? over the Lakers. I did a double-check. I was like— I- <laughs> They sure, we won, but Look, that's that's how you know it's late night, right yes, there. <laughs> yes. yes, to answer your question, yes, it always feels good no matter what the circumstances.
0: Well, hey, let's jump straight into this one. We're gonna keep this a little bit of a shorter episode. It's grind season, it's the week before spring break, which means you got a bunch of stuff going on. So, Ethan and I got to hit the hay a little bit early tonight. But with that being said, the Spurs get the dub tonight, and really, I feel like the story off rip is Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford. Obviously, Romeo's got, you know... I was told by some Celtics fans' friends that his jump shot was broken... We really got to see that tonight, but definitely has some upside in every other area of the game, and as we've seen so many times with so many other mini Spurs, um, is the way that Chip England has been able to improve their shooting, and so there's hope for a young player like him, got to show some flashes, but really we got to see uh, Josh Richardson um, at his best level of play, probably having his best game as a Spurs so far tonight. Uh, What were your thoughts on those two, and then some other thoughts that you had on the game tonight, Ethan?
1: Josh Richardson looked like Miami Josh Richardson tonight. The dude was hitting on all cylinders, four for five from three to Jude, 18 points, really being that off guard next to DeJounte Murray that you and I both thought and hoped he could be. I know he had a bad um, outing in Boston, and he's getting kind of on a downturn since leaving Miami. But if he can just kind of have games like this on and off where he just comes out and hits open shots, moves well without the basketball, um, This is what we expect. This is what we need from a guy like Josh Richardson. And, of course, uh, a phenomenal defender as well along the perimeter. And a good leader, too. I was really surprised. He was already very vocal on defense, um, telling people where to go. There was a moment where we missed a a rotation. I think it was Doug McDermott and Jakob.
0: And 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 he pointed right beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it was missed, but he told him where to go. But he's been a good teammate, too, yes. with that because he gave him high fives right after there was. And just to add on to this, not to interrupt your spiel here, but another thing that he did when he went for that rebound with Jakob Pertl and they both missed immediately, just had a smile on his face, um, patted him on the chest. So he's really showing how good of a teammate he is as well.
1: He's a great vet like Thaddeus Young was, but he's also a much better player. <laughs> and he actually will get minutes unlike Thaddeus Young because he is a need <laughs> at that two spot um, since losing Derek White. And Romeo Langford, um, three for four tonight. I know he missed the only three that he took and one for four from the free throw line. Free throw was just bad all game long. It's not just Romeo, but you're right. His jump shot will improve over time. But he's got a great size, I feel, uh, good physicality. He's still young. He's only 22, I, th- I believe, Um so that will just improve with time, but his his ability to understand where to be seemed pretty pretty solid and his defense was also pretty solid. So definitely somebody that we can we can build um and hopefully will be a, a, a significant piece moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um I think just seeing him you know kind of knowing where to go on on different plays I was yeah. immediately when I saw that Romeo Langford was in the game I was like all right well let me lock in on him and it was like, okay it seems like you know in the time that he's not been playing he's picked up the offense decently quickly considering the situation knew where to be obviously you know uh, we saw the air ball on the three there but mm-hmm. everything else you know a good cutter and it's really it's kind of like he's just Trey Jones but bigger and not a playmaker. You know, he's a little bit more of himself. But just in the fact that he's kind of got the inside, the mid-range and everything else, it's just the shooting that he really needs to work on. I was texting you during the game Mm -hmm. and we were saying, Ship England's got some work to do. Yes, he does. Hey, hey, we've seen him do well before. So he's got those guys on his list for sure. And my man Drew King, in the comments tonight appreciate you being in here appreciate a lot of you guys being in mm-hmm. here late night with us we appreciate it uh romeo was plus 13 tonight yeah and did he tie the all-time record he did, he did how about that he i know whoa, wow we're Big one win away. look okay. ethan honestly before the season if you would have told us that pop's gonna get the win record guaranteed and we're gonna be a lottery team would you be mad
1: no because that's about where i thought we would be
0: <laughs> anyway exactly now you would be mad if we didn't get it and then we would yes. be retired right yeah. yes so there you go um this is a great point from our man, Bude. So our man, Boudé, is telling us the truth right now. Jakob was our best free throw shooter, and he was clutch, which is crazy to think about. Um, that's exactly what I was thinking during the game. I was like, Jakob hitting the dagger at the free throw line is not mm-hmm. what I would have thought was... <laughs> would win this one but nope that's what it took and um but you love to see it it really looks like in those last three free throws maybe he goes back to being completely you know the worst free throw shooter in the league after this game but it seemed like there was some improvement <laughs> up yeah. there at the line like a, a lot it was it was i was very surprised he's got a little more touch on it than usual yeah yeah it felt like a little bit more control over the ball too like on where he wanted to place it so mm. hopefully hopefully mm. we'll get to see that continue not too high on it but (laughs) no
1: i I doubt it but i got a selfish thought for you jude what's up i'll be at the the spurs game friday against oh well there you go the jazz but there is one game between that against the raptors so Mm -hmm. is it is it selfish of me to hope we lose against the raptors so that i can see a possible win against the jazz (laughs) and you want to you want to be there
0: when pop breaks the record yeah you know i mean technically even it's, if you win Wednesday and then they win again on Friday, you're I'll still there for the record. Yes, you're, right. you're you're continuing to break the record right. every single time he wins. Mm. So you're going to be witnessing history regardless.
1: You're right. You're right. I hope two wins. And in all honesty, it's a lot less likely that we beat the Jazz than it is we beat the Raptors. So, um, yeah, unfortunate.
0: Well, you know, I, I think strategizing, witnessing history, you you did. You made the absolute right choice going Friday. I think so, too. There we go. I think so, too. (laughs) All right. Well, some other thoughts that I had on this game. I wrote down some game notes. So I remember the last time we were on here and I'm just going to admit it. uh, You know, uh, how do I put this? Hadn't had really had only been watching highlights for a little bit. There had just been a lot going on. Hey, yeah. Hadn't hadn't been able to watch as much as I want. I'd watched a game here there. But not as much as I should have. Because a lot of people were talking about Zach Collins struggling off the bench. And I really saw it tonight. I really got what they were talking about. I had seen a little bit of bits and pieces of just like the sloppiness, the clumsiness, right? But, you know, when you watch that in highlights, you're able to wave it off a little bit. Watching a full game and seeing it. And then seeing how Jock Landale played. um, it It was very apparent what our comments were talking about the last SSPN Live. Maybe it was two lives ago, but... You guys have been voicing your concerns and I, I get what you're saying now. I <laughs> just wanted to say that I wrote that in the game uh, or in my game notes and wanted to also say that. What what did you think of Jock Landale's performance and what do you kind of think of, you know, maybe potentially because when I was watching this game, I just had the thought pop into my head like, OK, if this continues, right, mm-hmm. you have all of the control whenever it comes to Zach Collins and his contract, right? There's no risk. We talked about that so many times and you have jock on contract next year. So really, if you want to, you can play those two kind of like this for the rest of the season, let them compete in the summer and then, Um, you know, go ahead and you can decide if you want one of them to be your backup center, or maybe you want to make a signing in free agency. You never know what can happen with that. But under the assumption that you're just rolling with Jakob, Zach Collins, and Jock Landale next season, it seems like there could be a chance where Jock could take Zach's spot. Like, I don't think that that's necessarily guaranteed, um, as much as I might've even let on, uh, earlier in the year.
1: Yeah. Um. I can see that possibility. I have no emotion attached to either one of them, Zach Collins or Jacques Landale. Zach Collins is definitely struggling a little bit. Um, I think most of it has to do with him coming back after two years off. So he's still getting his legs underneath them. New team, new system, all of this. So it's gonna be it's gonna be, you know, tough goings for him, unfortunately, for the short term. Um, but Jacques Landale surprised me too, because he he also kind of fell off a little bit. After he got past yeah, that initial like, basically surprise. when Zach got back, yes, correct, and 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 he was kind of struggling as well. And then we were like, do we put Drew Eubanks back in there? It split the minutes. We had the same exact conversation with Eubanks and and Landale at one point in time in history. And Then we traded Eubanks, obviously, and we thought Zach was the for sure backup. Um, but I, I don't mind having them kind of split split up the time if some if Zach is struggling, just like take him out, throw in Shock Landale, because. Um, to me, the most important part of Jacques Landale's is offensive rebounding. Um, tonight you could see that in his passing ability. If he, if and for some reason he has the Lakers number. Every time he plays the Lakers, he goes <laughs> off. So whenever we play Los Angeles teams, it's Jacques Landale's night. Like honestly. But I I have, I have no I have no extreme opinions about Zach Collins at this point in time because it's just a, such a small sample size, you know
0: that's a that's a really good point too see this is this is why i love talking to you ethan you keep me grounded you know that's what i do you know there there is you know there's a little bit of you know concern but like you said it's obvious that what's happening like the issues is because he hasn't played basketball in two years Mm -hmm. so give it an off season and and a full off season where he's actually healthy too that's another thing um and we'll get to see what happens but it's it's kind of like down the line we're seeing like the build of the Spurs team and like why it was set up a certain way. Like now I'm like, okay, that's why you specifically went out and signed a 25-year-old rookie who has Olympic experience because you didn't know how, you know, Zach there I mean, you do know to an extent, you know, from Evals, like you have more information than other people, but nobody knew for sure how exactly long how long or how exactly zach was going to come back so it's just kind of you know now that we're here in march it's like everything's kind of making sense a little mm-hmm. bit more which i guess is just fitting also want to give a shout out to tsr sports we appreciate yeah. you my man as always thank you so much our man evan avery gonzalez joining the chat saying go spurs go appreciate you being in here my guy um getting back to some other thoughts that i had in this game well the other thing that i wrote down was Jay rich and romeo got to show off a little which we already really talked about um, I just the other thing I mainly wrote down was the Spurs should win this game. And mm. I wrote this down kind of like when we were giving up the lead. Yeah, I want, this might have been like late second quarter or maybe I mean, not necessarily giving up the lead, but letting it be closer than it needed to be yeah. um, slash early third kind of area. Um, so if we weren't as sloppy, I think that kind of the end of the game where we went on those runs and we were playing crisp basketball. Um, I think that that. That this game would have been never really in doubt, but a lot yeah. of that has to do with Lonnie, Devin, and uh, Kiera Bates being out tonight. Because you know, if Kiera Bates was in, Kiera Bates, Bates, would have had fifty. He would have had sixty. You mm-hmm. know, because Braun wasn't even playing. He gave him mm-hmm. thirty last time. was not even there. Right. That's. Pfft. That's right. It's easy money. It's barbecue chicken. I saw Jeff Bates. McDonald. Jeff McDonald tweeted, Braun is out and Keita Bates is also out. We'll call it a wash.
1: <laughs> true. So true. I was like, that's so good. Oh, Lord. Yeah, um, if the Spurs had lost this game, it definitely would have come down to us missing. We were 53% from the free throw line. That was like the number one reason. And then number two, it seemed like, the Lakers, when they went small in the third quarter, mm-hmm. for some reason, our team couldn't figure out how to get the ball to Jakob like consistently. Like mm-hmm. He was getting it at the free throw line trying to post up Carmelo Anthony and back him down. And Jakob Pertle has a nice low post game. He's got a nice little push shot, little floater, little hook. But when he's at the free throw line, that's really ineffective because he can't really back down and dribble that well. So Melo and Johnson and everybody were really easily just kind of picking the ball away from him we were struggling to find open shots because they were so quick because they didn't have a center and we couldn't figure out how to use our center. But once we kind of figured that out in the fourth quarter, then we started getting our lead back and it was obvious that we were the better team on the court. But then once again, they stayed in the game. Why? Because we missed so many free throws. Um, But really overall, a great, a great game from everybody. I thought Josh Primo didn't have a great offensive game, but defensively, Jude, this guy just continues to impress.
0: And you know, he's a shooter. Like that happens. It happened with Doug earlier in the year, so. <laughs> Sorry, <be> good. <laughs> Did I just good. Tanner's comment. Yeah, I put it up earlier. We we have to address that. Okay, detour. <laughs> if you're listening on podcast, Ethan still doesn't have any lights in his apartment, so he's just got the lamp next to his face. That right side of his face, man, is just it's the sun right now. Yeah. Um, but that was the first thing that I said when we got in our, our this in our restream room. I was like. I'm I'm mad for you. Like I'm up, I'm upset like I <laughs> like just for you. That's yeah. the only way that I could describe. It. Everybody in the
1: chat email my apartment complex and let's just really bombard them with um, strongly worded emails. Uh, hey, Ethan's <laughs> in the chat. I'm in the chat. Thoughts a, on
0: Kaycock? Man, that's crazy. He didn't play. How I did think? you comment but, and yeah, host. I
1: host. I'm a very talented man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe what you're going for here is that we just signed Devontae Kaycock and Joe right to uh, official contracts, which I love personally. I think we needed a little bit more depth. Um, and I think those guys know the system. We mm-hmm. had mentioned, you know, Kaycock potentially coming up, uh, I want to say a couple weeks ago on an episode that we did. And I'd love to see more of it, uh, especially with guys like Jock Landale, Zach Collins at the five. I know. You know, Zach's having his struggles, but you can play Kaycock at the four next to those two guys because they can shoot. So I feel like that's a place where you can slide him in. Uh, and with also just the Spurs position, I think you're going to see more guys sitting um, just because it's like, why would we, you know, even if they have a little injury here, it's like just sit them because this season <laughs> yep. know, we're, we're not really competing for a playoff spot. So. Um, I'd love to see more of him for sure, and he, it, that that might be the left side of his face. Tsr, I don't want to correct him, but, but thank you, Tsr. You know, we're 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 working with what we can here. <laughs> 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 um, but hey, another thing that we have, and it's kind of like the thumbnail of this video, uh, is Keldon Johnson's potential. Obviously, did not have the best game tonight, um, and definitely wanna bring up and or wanna talk about this comment and this is taking a little detour, but Drew King mentioned that did anyone else see Pop head to the locker room before the first half was over? Uh they mentioned that on the broadcast, I believe. Or they at least alluded to it. I wanna say that I saw I didn't maybe I didn't see it, but I wanna say that like I heard that somehow because Michelle Beadle and Sean were like, oh no. I do not want to be in this halftime speech. And specifically, they were talking about Keldon, too, who he got chewed out tonight at one point on the bench. Um, But, you know, after he has a 33 point game, when you have a slow one like this, I feel like that's just how Pop reacts because he holds him to a super high standard. He's done it all year and his performance kind of over the past couple games um, has been really stellar. Uh, Aside
1: from the two point game.
0: Yeah, aside from the two-point game, uh, for sure. I was looking at that before, looking at this (laughs) game log here. Yeah, against Sacramento. Um, And even had a tough game against Memphis, too. He's had some clunkers in there, um, but since the trades were made, he has had 26-point games. uh, He's had two 30-point games. He's had uh, another 22-point game. Um, And a 28-point game as well. Mm -hmm. I wish I could add up the averages in these. I can't really do that on the fly right now. But it's got to be close to the 20s at least. Higher than his current uh, 16-point average. So we've seen him emerge. And the other thing is, throughout all this, he's managed to stay at 42%. uh, Mm -hmm. Three-point shooting, which is ninth in the league. And really, that's another thing. You know, kind of when I talked about how if the Spurs if you told told us Spurs fans before the year that we'd be in the lottery and pop would get the win record or at least tie it, we'd be really happy. Um, and that's kind of a, the same thing with Keldon. If you tell us that Keldon Johnson is going to be top 10 in three point shooting percentage, we would be like, oh, my gosh, this is like this is such a win for his development. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. We hold these guys to such a high standard. But like Keldon Johnson is 22 years old. Yeah. Like, he's not even anywhere near his prime. Like, in four years, Keldon Johnson will will begin to see what Keldon Johnson's potential can be. And that's crazy to think about. And I was really thinking about that after the Charlotte game. Uh, I think, like Draymond said, he can be an all-star um, for sure. And I think, you know, if you think about it that way, you think that he's a piece that could be next to DeJounte in a big three. But it's like, you know, if you have three number twos or three number threes, is that a championship contender? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I don't even mean this, and I I don't want to crap on DeMar DeRozan because I love my boy and we got to wait until the postseason. But, like, they're on, a, I want to say, like a five-game losing streak or something like that. Chicago is right now, and they're, like, 0-14 Against the top three seeds in both conferences, you see what I'm saying, and that's where it's like Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan—they're going to beat everybody else, but like they're like probably two number two to three options on championship teams. Do you see where I'm, what I'm saying here? And I wonder if like Keldon—and this is really nitty gritty and way down the line—but like I wonder if Keldon is going to be like good enough. And really, we're not going to know. We're going to have to wait and see. But is he someone that you feel like is worth the wait? To see if he can, you know, is, you know, maybe even better than we think he is, if that makes sense.
1: I know what you're saying. Um, I think it's worth the wait because what what else are we going to (laughs) do? Like, if we even have the idea that he is potentially an all star level player, we have to wait it out. We drafted him. He likes it in San Antonio, as far as I know. We like him as a fan base. Um, He's a hard worker and he's really grinded his way from literally the G League all the way to starting level minutes playing averaging 19 points a game. Um, so I know what you're saying. Is he really going to be that star level player that, that Robin, you know, that we need for DeJounte's Batman. Is that in his wheelhouse? I think it is. And it's definitely a high possibility, uh, because he's a guy that's a three, a guy that can score at all three levels. He has shown us what he is capable of with that 33.9 against Charlotte. And the, I think it was was 32.9 against somebody. I can't remember who it was against. Um, averaging 19 points a game. The problem with Keldon has just always been the inconsistency factor. Um, he's finally got his three-point shot to be consistent with the 42%. Now we're just waiting for everything else to kind of reach that same level. And that, that was an issue for DeJounte Murray, too. That was an issue for uh, DeMar DeRozan. I know he's not with us anymore, but that's always been an issue for our stars. So if he's able to find that and be consistent, because I think as a, as a fan, we would rather him get 20 every night then get like 41 game and zero the next game. Do you know what I'm saying? We would rather get the consistent play. And if you can just kind of figure that out, and figure out where he fits on this roster, then, you know, the world is his oyster.
0: You know. We're holding him to all-star standards right now. I'm realizing that um well, just having this conversation that we're kind of holding him to those standards um and i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with my man m easy there not that Keldon is a good player but that he might end up as good as sean elliott maybe i think that his ceiling is way higher than sean elliott's um i know that right now it seems like he's just an off-ball shooter but like you just mentioned all it comes down to is the consistency i feel like really in that charlotte game and just in all of these games recently, we've kind of seen him play a little bit out more on the perimeter and kind of be a little bit more of a guard than, than you know, mm-hmm. playing the four, which I like. And I feel like that's been, you know, a part of the reason why he's been able uh, to explode a little bit scoring wise um, mm-hmm. in a couple of games. Um, and, you know, I know that I was kind of questioning it, but the more that you're talking about it and the more that I think about it, I, I really think it's reasonable to believe that he can be like an all-star level player, like the way that Draymond said it, but also just the fact that, I mean, he has the strength to drive to the rim, have those monster dunks. We've seen it before. Not, you know, not too many players in the league can do that. Now he's a sniper from three. Like our man Boudet says, all he's really got to do is maybe add a little bit more to the mid range bag. And then he's a complete player. Like you said, three level score. Um, all it is really is the consistency. And the thing is, when you look at his best game, like, imagine if he's consistently playing at his best. If Kelvin Johnson's averaging 20 points and, like, eight boards, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's... That's crazy. Yeah, And, and I think about all the other games, it seems like DeJounte... In those games, he's been able to do a little bit more facilitating like he's had 20 in those games, you know, 25, you know, had his normal triple double Speaking of which we haven't even mentioned DeJounte on tonight's episode had another, you know, 26, 10 and eight carried us to a victory quietly, of course. So once again, yep. shout out to DeJounte. Um, but in the games where he's had 32 and 33 and even more, it's allowed DeJounte to kind of do other things, which opens up the offense more. But it even I mean, he's been kind of the main scorer, if that makes sense. So it's like, you know, right now, yes, Batman to Robin, but maybe in the future, Keldon's Batman. Yeah, I felt like that was the most like cringy thing, <laughs>
1: but maybe he's Batman. But Maybe he just becomes Nightwing. Maybe he goes from <laughs> Robin to Nightwing. Let's get really specific here. <laughs> Alfred, he's going to be there for him. Then Lonnie Walker becomes the Red <laughs> Hood because he was the original Robin. or oh my lord. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. So I just watched that movie. Yeah, but I think the Kelton's issue right now is from game to game, he has to figure out exactly how he wants to approach it. Because, um, like you said, in some games he comes out and it looks like his role is strictly to be an outside shooter. And then in other games, he's just like a barrel. He's that guy. He is re- he's rolling to the rim. He's getting lots of dunks, um, being very aggressive. And then on other nights, he's just not that guy. So he's just kind of kind of figure out, is that is that a part of the structure? Is that something Pop's telling him to do? You need to be aggressive tonight, not aggressive tomorrow night? Or is that just him still kind of being in his head and hasn't figured that out yet? Um, so it'll be interesting to see as we move forward in his career.
0: Yo, I uh, want to say Drew King uh needs to we need to see Keldon cage or we we need to see KJ be more of a force in the fourth quarter had 33 points against the hornets and scored on the fourth that was another theme tonight i think that's something that the whole team um can really work on <laughs> you know we saw it almost blow it again that's awesome uh, a great comment there but also want to give a shout out to am easy because this is a great point i'm going to be honest this is a great point yeah i'm 21 years old so i never watched Sean Elliott. didn't know he was a two time all star I just thought that he was kind of an off ball shooter, which is very embarrassing.
1: Before their championship but, runs, he was he was the Robin pretty much for David Robinson. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he, he I mean he was about where Kelvin is right now, I would say. I think for a career, he averaged about fifteen or sixteen points per game. Um but I mean, you're both right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah both, no, no, you are both. No, great. I I get what, I get what he's saying, though. Like, yeah, because you know, you never know how a career could shake out, and I could totally see where Keldon is only like a two-time all-star. I could see more potentially, but I think it's also reasonable to think that, depending on how everything else goes, because you never know, because if Primo really takes over, then maybe we're going to see something different. Um, but Ethan, all good?
1: Sorry, I don't know. There there was like a really loud music being played. Okay. I don't know if y'all could hear that or no, not.
0: No, we couldn't hear. I couldn't hear it at all. And so you were just I was talking. and You were just looking really confused.
1: I, I didn't know if it was coming from outside my window, if it was from my roommate. I was like, what is that noise?
0: Yeah. But yeah. OK. OK. Glad everything's good in, in the world of Ethan. But um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with Keldon. Um, but I think that definitely what we've learned this year is he has the potential to be. Uh, a part of a championship big three. I know that sounds crazy, but look, we're talking like six years, guys. (laughs) Like when I say this, I do not mean, you know, right now. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens of course. Um, but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Y'all, we appreciate all y'all being in here tonight. A lot of y'all were in here. I'm sure you excited about the Lakers or uh, uh, the Spurs win over the Lakers. Let me not say the same thing I said to open up. Um, And we appreciate you guys, as always. Once again, want to remind you guys, uh, you can check out uh, our merch and all of our other content on SpursTubeTV.com. If you would like to buy anything or just want your hub for Spurs content, go check that out. Uh, in our content over there um, if you want to stay updated with the show get notified whenever we're going live you can go ahead and click the notification bell subscribe to the channel and you can follow us on twitter at ethan underscore quintero and at jude mclaren uh, and then of course don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed the video today i appreciate all of y'all laura we appreciate you m yes trey jones had a great game Boudet yeah, we got to sign Tony Parker back because, of course, we always got to have TP. Uh, and then, Well, he's saved for the offseason. Um, and then, Ethan, we appreciate you being in here as well. But with that being said, we'll catch y'all in the next one and see y'all later.